Dear Dad, what a journey it's been. And by journey, I mean literally one evening at Holly's Honey Hut. I've been victorious. I've looked fear right in the face. I've saved an entire species of Pokemon. I've fallen in love. And I've had my heart broken. Holly's great, though. Are you sure she's not my mom? Because I kind of feel like she could be my mom. But anyway, the combi are officially saved, and the whole team is going to be back at peak performance in the morning. Or, or? Being a trainer isn't as easy as I thought it would be. And I know I couldn't do it alone. I'm really thankful to have the friends that... Wait a minute. Does this mean that I'm queen of the combis now? And we're back. Happy Hallow's Eve, everyone. Mm, it's a spooky episode. I wish you many a good spook and a mouthful of sugar. I wish you just a heckin' frighten. <laughs> I wish you the most comfortable Halloween costume you can imagine. What do you wish? I wish for you to just... Oh, <laughs> oh they got me. No! Oh, no. No, they Oh, they got me. My wish for you is that they didn't get you. What's your real wish? Oh. <laughs> oh really put me on the spot there, huh? Oh, great. Perfect. Perfect. Wait, Love it. They got you, meaning they're going to get me next? Woo! Oh, they got me. She's gone. I got, I'm got. i gotten. Oh, she's a ghost now. Woo! We're both ghosts. You always wanted to be spooked. We've reached our spookiest form. No, 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 no. I'm... Wow, that actually is a little too close <laughs> to some source material. Uh, ooh, we're spooky now. You know what the spookiest thing of all is? What is it? Housekeeping. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Here we are. Enough games. Clean out your attic. Get dusting. So now that we have concluded the Save the Combees arc, we are on our way Aww, out. What a fun time. Yeah, you have just spent the night at Holly's after your late evening with your escapades with basically doing three boss fights. <laughs> oh, man, it was a triathlon. So where we're at now, a couple of things have happened because after that last fight, you got a heck of a lot of experience and also you have turned in your bounty, essentially, to Getting Holly. stronger. So you are going to collect your reward. We discussed this off mic because otherwise it would just be a lot of... It was of, a lot of shot. It was a lot, a lot of, of strategic moves here, guys. Yeah, a lot of shopping, <laughs> sort of action there that we were just like, we don't need that. Believe me, if you want to imagine a pro montage scene where she tries on seven outfits, you are welcome to. Please do. But that was not this. Correct. <laughs> so Holly's reward for you, essentially, was you could either take 5,000 pokey cash, or you could get 5,000 pokey worth of merchandise from her store, but it's all at a steep discount. Half price, essentially. At the family discount. At the family discount. Ooh, Ooh. the plot thickens. <laughs> She's not your mom. Then Pearl goes to Bolette and gets a DNA test. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I get the family discount because I'm family. Exactly. And I get ice cream for life. So, like, what is motherhood and daughterhood if not that? Well, Luca got the family discount, too. Okay, well. Uh, he got his own merchandise and stuff. But basically, you got how the there. Honey Hut works <laughs> is, so she had, like I said, a limited amount of inventory. But she had, essentially, the supplies that a regular Pokemart would have available for you. And then, also, she had some honey, obviously, and berries and apricorns, if you so chose. Yeah, 
so what you walked out with, if you oh, want to go ahead and... Man, I'm a mas- maxinista today, folks. I got 10 Pokeballs, four Great Balls, one Premier Ball. Then I got a ton of antidotes. One Burn, one Poison, one Paralyze, Heal, one Ice, one Awaken. The two potions, two Citrus Berries and two Loom Berries. That's when I went really, really like creme de la creme. Some good berries. Yeah, guys. And then I got two honey, I think. I think that covers it all. Yeah, yeah, that's all the stuff that you got. But I mean, like, come on. That was a great discount. I mean, heck, you got 10 Pokeballs, you get a Premier Ball for free. What more can you ask for? What more could you ask for? I actually legit spent some money to buy some more stuff, guys, at the discount. Oh, yeah, she went a little bit over. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, it's fine. (laughs) I I had to get my stock right. So in addition to your new inventory, all your goodies that are now in your bag... You also leveled up to level five. I am like, ah. You're booking through these low levels where everybody is kind of jumping up a lot because there's a lot of experience to go around, especially when I'm throwing big, nasty stuff at you. I mean, and in a sense, it was four days. It was four episodes, even though it was the day. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So some, some fun leaps and bounds here. But you are up to five, and Coconut is also up to four. Which yes. means that you get another Ace Trainer perk and a little HP upgrade, yep. as you do with every level. And then Coconut gets upgraded HP and gets to take a feat you have gone with. just want you guys all to imagine me and Coconut flexing like we're at the, like, World Bodybuilder Championship. Like, oh, yes, oh, feats. <laughs> <laughs> so for Coconut, I chose the quick-fingered feet. I felt like it went with his character the best, but essentially he's extra sneaky now. Yeah, and from a technical standpoint, that means that Coconut's dexterity went up by one. He gained proficiency in the sleight of hand skill. He wasn't already proficient in that, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. So it's not, he doesn't get expertise, but he gets proficiency in it. And as a bonus action now, he can make a sleight of hand check to plant something on someone else, conceal an object on a creature, lift a purse, wording the feats in D&D, or take something from a pocket. Since we are converting D&D feet stuff to Pokemon, basically what I'm going to allow you to do with that is in battle, if another Pokemon that you're battling has an item, Coconut can use a bonus action to try and take that item. He'll have to roll sleight of hand for it, but... You better keep your eyes on us. We're coming. (laughs) We're coming. We're sneaky. We're sneaky little devils. I love it. Awesome. You want to go ahead and roll Coconut's new HP real quick? Ooh, I got a six. Six? Yeah. Ooh, so you rolled five plus one for your time? Nice. Yeah, that's what I got. So what's that bring Coconut's HP to 41. 41? Yeah. Dang. Coconut. He's not going down on that first hit. Strong boy. Under all that blubber and cuddliness there's some muscles Uh, i just want to i just want to clear the air here i just want to make an official statement that coconuts like body shape if you have seen the sprites from like the gold and silver demo like just the beta pichu sprite that's just like round that is the proportions coconut is just a round boy he's still got like aesthetically like he doesn't have the full black ears like the beta pichu and all that stuff but like the accessories you know the little neck thing the ear things those are there but just spherical almost um, what's the technical term for it again chonk mega chonk <laughs> on the pichu pikachu thickness meter he hefty chonk it's very parks and rec friendly <laughs> paunch burger hefty chonk oh my gosh <laughs> so funny cool 
And you, Pearl, now that you have reached level five, have gotten the ace trainer ability, Battlemaster. Again, imagine me flexing. And technically, what that flex is. <laughs> when you reach level five, you gain a number of battle dice that are D6s equal to one plus your wisdom modifier. You may assign these to any of your Pokemon to be added to a single attack or damage roll after the result of the initial roll. You replenish your pool of these battle dice at each long rest. And you also get more HP at level five. You want to roll for that? I flexed so hard I pop a vein blood vessel, but then it instantly heals because I just gained eight hit points. Oh, nice. Ah, yeah. All those workouts, you know? Yes. I accept the trophy. I look like a buttery, glossy person in still my normal costume. Thank you, world champion of Pokey Trainers. Hair toss, hair toss. I do have 42 hit points now. Thank you for asking. <laughs> See you next year at the convention. The most muscular 10-year-old. Yes, my baby Jim Radishaz, where you at? And the last bit of housekeeping is that I have not really been doing this up to this oh, point because okay. I didn't really have like the mechanic in mind for it. And I totally took this from the Pokemon 5e Discord community. I don't think that this is actually anywhere in the handbook, but it seems like the best way to do it. Loyalty rolls to increase Pokemon loyalty. There's a mechanic for that that we are implementing. I won't go into all of the details right now, but essentially we're rolling at each long rest with whoever was active for a good chunk of the day. Fanta can't do it because Fanta is a shadow Pokemon and shadow Pokemon just stay even. But Coconut and Seelie got two, and with your rolls, Coconut's loyalty went up by one, so it's now at two. Seelie's still hanging out at one. And we will like remember talk- this at each long rest from now on. I don't on. like to talk about that fact that Seelie's at one. It kind of breaks my soul. But, like, in reality, guys, come on. Seelie's <laughs> at, like, 95, all right? I'm at 100 with Seelie. Like, oh, yeah. we would both in your heart- take a BB gum bullet for each other. <laughs> In your heart, 100%. Yeah, so like, let's 100%. never talk about it again for, for Seeley. <laughs> but from a technical all, standpoint. But like, from a non-technical reality standpoint. <laughs> you think of it as like, now that you are full-on Pokemon trainer, it's the level of trust that you are building, like Man. going through these combat situations and learning these new things together. Work, personal relationships like are hard. <laughs> it used to just be all play. All right, whatever you say, DM. It's a new world. A it new is. Region. It is. It is a new world. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning every day. <laughs> and so with that. The attic is clean. I feel like I'm breathing easy again. So let's hop in. Woo! Morning comes at Holly's Honey Hut. You and Luca are up bright and early and Holly has made breakfast. We can move through the whole bit where you get your new goodies and everything. You sure. and Luca both get your new inventory from the store. Just imagine me at first when I see her inventory and I, I get a basket and I just start pouring the entire, like I use one big hand swoop to put it all in my basket. <laughs> Every single product, just whoop, and then she goes, ah, and I go, oh. And then I start to like pour everything out on the floor and I make my decisions. And actually, yeah, you have it all spread out <laughs> yeah. in front of you and you're like, Money, how does money, how do money? (laughs) But we've already experienced that with her. Exactly. How do money? How do money? But that happens, you get all your new goodies like we talked about. 
And as you all are getting ready to leave, that same Combi who came and buzzed around with you in your room last night, as you all are walking off and you're saying your goodbyes to Holly, that Combi just and is still dizzily flying around you. The lump on her head's a little bit smaller this morning, but she's just buzzing around you all. Hey, George Foreman, how you doing? Whoa. Holly, what is it trying to say to me? Do you know? It seems like she likes you. <gasps> I, know, I like... I- you don't, you don't pet combies, do you? You can. Okay. And Holly holds out her hand and the combie lands in it. Oh my gosh. And she starts petting it. She's you want to? <gasps> yes. And I do it. <laughs> Big old princess swirl. <laughs> this is the best day ever. My cheeks are aglow. My eyes moisten a bit. She feels so magical. Pick the I am one up. with nature! Out of Holly's hands and do the princess twirl yes. with her. <laughs> that was I was impressed by her. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and you let the comb be go, and it swirls around your head a little bit more. Wow. Yeah, this, this comb be really is taking a liking to you. Yeah, we're one. We sync, we're, we're, think, we're synced up. What can I say? You know, from someone who can bang their head into a wall, what's really the big difference of somebody who bangs their head with a rock? You, I ba- think you bang your head into walls? No, it's just, it's a sisterhood thing, Holly. You wouldn't get <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. You know, until you're out there in the wild, this is just as different. But anyway, no, yeah, yeah, I think we're buds. Yeah, this combi has like perched on your <gasps> shoulder. Oh my gosh, I feel like such a princess. Luca, Luca, get a picture of this. All right. And you hand him the disposable camera, and he rolls the thing over and clicks it. Wow. Holly says, well, it seems... Holly, let's just say what we're both thinking. (laughs) Holly, Holly, on this count of three. Count with me. In one, two, two, three. three. Do you want the Comey to go with you? (laughs) (laughs) I think that that might be best, actually. I think that was the easiest way to go about this. I wish I wasn't so married to the name of George Foreman, but, <laughs> but I kind of got to live to the joke a little bit. You really got to commit to the bit, huh? Well, but I mean, I gave her a great solution to her problem. Come on, baby George Foreman. Would you like to come with me? <gasps> <gasps> she said yes! Maybe Georgette. How do you feel about Georgette? <laughs> oh my gosh, she loves it! Make an insight check. Okay. That is a 12. A 12? The combi seemed more enthusiastic about just straight up George Foreman. Oh, well, then we're sticking with that. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Also, is it a boy or a girl? It's a girl. Wow, I love her. Yes. <laughs> Let's get you some overalls, too. Maybe one day I'll wear overalls, you'll wear overalls. It'll be really fun. <laughs> Holly, I feel like I'm taking too much from you, though. Are you sure you're okay? No, it's okay. Like I said yesterday, I've got hundreds and hundreds of combis and... I'm going to do like you said, and I'm going to try to do a little better about having a bit more personal relationship with each of them. Aww. I'm going to do my best, besides just taking care of Queen Elizabeth and letting the rest of them <gasps> kind of do their thing. Well, maybe George Foreman and I look at George Foreman. Um, <laughs> maybe George Foreman, what we do is like, ooh, I take you and you have adventures with me. And then when we need ice cream, which we need it every day. So like, it's going to be hard to pace ourselves, but we're going to have to pace ourselves like adults. But maybe when it's time to get 
come back to Holly's Honey Hunt, you get to tell like your whole family all the stories and you get to pass on all the things that are out there for all the George little George Foremans. <laughs> she loves it! <laughs> Holly says, I think I'm going to try a different naming convention other than all George Foreman, but I like where we're going with this. <laughs> all right, Holly, but I mean, you know, don't fix what's not broken. <laughs> cool. So I have George Foreman now. Yeah. Awesome. What kind of ball do you want to put George Foreman in? Because you'll need a ball for her. I want to put her in the... The premiere ball doesn't have any extras. It's just a premiere ball. Yep. It's I basically... I put her in the premiere ball because I think it's like... I don't know. It's just fun to do that with her. This was a fun commemorative occasion. Yeah. It's literally mm-hmm. like in the flavor text of a premiere ball. It's like made to mark a special event. Yeah, this is a special event for sure. Saving the combies. Hop on in. Yeah, as the combi is perched on your shoulder, you just hold the premiere ball out in front of you and click it and it opens up and the beam gets the combi and the combi into it in your hand and it closes and it shakes once and shakes twice and shakes a third time in your hand. And the little red dot clicks. Yes! You've got a combi. <gasps> I'm so happy! Pearl jumps in the air and spins again. Freeze frame. Woo! And with that final scene, this final tableau concluded at Holly's Honey Hut, You all wave goodbye to Holly as she says, Bye, have fun on your adventures, come back. If you see my kids, say hi. Bye, Holly, love you, Mom. We won't say hi to them. I'm not your mom. But you kind of, okay. And you walk into the distance (laughs) (laughs) as she fades behind you. Love you too, Mom. And then we skip ahead a bit for the better part of a day. Whoa, we're just walking. I got my walking shoes on. I didn't expect this fast forward, but I'm ready. Do I grow an inch? You don't grow an inch. All right, I ask Luca to measure me after this, okay? Okay. He says I, I don't grow an inch. No, no, you're, you're the oh, same. I'm still short for my age. Great. Yeah, no, you're, you're the same height as when I met you, what was that, four days yeah, ago? And they always keep saying growth spurts happen, growth spurts happen. Well, when? When? I'm a pipsqueak. Like, I am, I'm not even the size of a muck. Oh, I'm muck. not even the size of a muck. <laughs> Mm, you know what's the best thing about a muck? What? When you think about them and you breathe, you remember them instantly. Because like of the, the smell? Yeah, they'll never leave you. <sighs> okay, so where do we go? Transition. Transition, transition. Ooh, I love transitions. We're moving along the little road now. Got Pichu, got Coco, and I got my silly. He is ording so well. She's ording like you could never tell. Fanta's still asleep, cause he got hit real bad. Transitions, transitions, ooh, I love transitions. You and Luca have been walking along Route 1 for the better part of a day, and you're getting close to the outskirts of Bolette City. Over the course of the afternoon, the weather has changed. The wind has picked up and it whips around and dark clouds are beginning to gather in the sky. And you notice what looks to be a trainer ahead walking from the opposite direction and coming towards you on the path. He looks to be about your age and he's tall, skinny, and tan, wearing a black and white striped t-shirt, baggy blue jeans, and a pair of red and white tennis shoes. His brown hair is short on the sides and long on the top and he's wearing some thick-rimmed glasses. And he jogs up and he waves brightly as he calls out to you. He says, hiya, getting a little rough out here, isn't it? Sure is. Why are you doing out here? I'm a trainer. My name's Mikey. Hi, Mikey. Say, you look like your trainers, too. Uh, this one of you want a battle? Sure. Great. Uh, Luca, watch this. I'm going to get all this money. Okay, yeah, you go for it. You oh, go yeah. for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Who's your active Pokemon right now? Who have you been kind of walking along beside today? I will say, I think Luca has got Trico out right now. Trico oh, wow. didn't get a lot of action yesterday because type advantage yeah. was not on his side. But he's walking out with Trico today, spending some time with him, I think. Who do you have out? I think Seely. You think Seely? Yeah. That makes sense. I, I, I hope people don't think I'm biased, but I mean, again, we talked about it. Loyalty, all right? Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seely got paralyzed yesterday. So, like, come on. Gotta have a little snuggle time on QT. the road. QT, yeah. Ready, Seely? And so Mikey kind of guides you along. He's like, I, I think I know a spot over here. And Wait so, a second, Mikey. Can yeah. I have an insight check on this kid? Sure. Why am I immediately tr not trusting you, Mikey? Why are you trying to get me off the path? Oh, it's That's what wolves do. Roll an insight check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 14. 14? Seems like he's just a kid on the road that wants All to right. battle. Sorry, Mikey. Your name was so close to Mickey. Of course I can trust you. <laughs> <laughs> you go not very far off of the main walking trail. <laughs> okay. But you find this gravel path that's coming off the main road that seems like it hasn't been used a while and is in a bit of disrepair, but it certainly looks like it'll do for a sort of makeshift battlefield. It's okay. not actually, like, on the trail. It's you getting sure. out of the way for other passersby and things. But since you're in your suspicious state of mind, I will tell you that as you're looking around, I think that you can see with your passive... As you walk over to this gravel driveway, you notice that in some overgrown bushes at the end of the path, there's like a mailbox that's just tucked away in these overgrown bushes. Weird. But it seems like this whole little area nobody has tended to. Like this, the gravel is very sparse and it's just a spot on the side of the road. Cool, let's battle. Away. Great. Roll initiative. At the start of battle, the two trainers square off on opposite ends of the gravel driveway. Pearl rolls a 10 for initiative and Mikey rolls a 7, as Seely springs forward and Mikey releases an almost canine-looking Pokemon. Sleek and black with four slender legs and crimson red eyes, it has yellow rings on its legs and forehead and yellow bands around its tail and ears. Whoa, that thing's cool! I didn't, I didn't expect that from you! You kind of look like just plain white bread! This guy's got an edge! His red demon eyes! Mikey says, this is my Umbreon. Cool. I scan. Pearl scans the Umbreon with her Pokedex, and it says, Umbreon, the moonlight Pokemon. When darkness falls, the rings on the body begin to glow, striking fear in the hearts of anyone nearby. I have fear by just looking at this thing. And once again, you're unhelpful. You don't mention that it could look like Cheerios. <laughs> the ring on its forehead looks like a Cheerio. Yeah, you don't mention that its favorite food is Honey Nut Cheerios. That's why you don't fight with a combi for this. Pearl then gives Seely her first command of the battle. Okay, I think we're going to do Icy Winds. Let the moon be iced over. Ooh, all right. Ice skating on the moon. It's always been a dream of mine. I think that's the most anime thing I can think of. Uh, yeah, ice right? skate on the moon. <laughs> with, with Elton John's face slightly covered over in ice. He's still loving it. You're like... Ice skating on his nose. <laughs> Seely rolls a 14, missing the Umbreon as the icy wind gets knocked off course, blown around by the increasingly aggressive wind from the surrounding environment, while the nearby trees and bushes rattle and shake. Mikey yells out, Okay, Umbreon, go for a confuse ray. Dude, we're so focused. M-I-C-K-E-Y, that is not your name. Ah, uh, come at me, man. Seely is automatically confused by the move, and Mikey rolls a 2 on a d4 to determine how long Seely will be confused. On Seely's next two turns, she'll have to roll above a 9 on the start of her turn or hurt herself in her confusion and be unable to attack. OMG. Cheerios got us! I did not see that coming. I thought this was friendly. 
Well, I did say I was going to steal this kid's money, so That's I guess true. it's biting me back in the butt. There you go. <laughs> Pearl calls out for another icy wind, but Seely gets a one on her confusion roll. She falls forward, face first, taking two points of damage. Hang in there, Seely. Stop looking at the Cheerio parts. Or? That's what's getting you confused. Or? I'm like, I can't get it to. Is it a novel? Is it a circle? It is ovular. I know that's what's throwing me off. Because when it moves its brow, it looks like a circle. And then don't stare in their eyes. Oh, I stare too long. Umbreon's crimson eyes are locked on Celia as Mikey yells out its next move. Okay, Umbreon, go for a toxic. Toxic? Purple sweat drips from Umbreon's pores and it shakes the toxic liquid off onto Celia, but she succeeds on her constitution save with a 16. On Pearl's turn, Celie gets a 16 on her confusion roll, staying focused on the Umbreon and ending the confused condition. She then unleashes an icy wind once more, finally hitting with a 16 and causing six points of ice damage. That a girl! As a reaction, Mikey shouts out, Okay, do a torment! Do a torment! Forcing Celie to make a wisdom saving throw. With a roll of a 10, Celie is unable to use icy wind on her next turn. As Umbreon is getting into Celie's head, Mikey calls out its next command. Let's go for a shadow ball, Umbreon. Come on. And the black Pokemon's rings begin to glow as the sky grows darker, and it unleashes a sphere of magical darkness at Seelie. The sphere makes hard contact and disperses all around Seelie, causing nine points of ghost damage. Well, you know what? We don't need all these fancy moves. All right? You think you're cool? You think the golden rings of power upon you have been blessed by the Cheerio goddess? Well, where did this guy headbutt you? With a natural one, Celie charges forward with all her might as Umbreon nimbly ducks out of the way and Celie falls forward and face plants once again. Oh, this is not going well. Ooh, no one saw that, Celie, I promise you. Ooh. Umbreon releases the toxic liquid from its pores once again, shaking it onto Celie. But with a constitution save of 14, the toxic attack bounces right off of the seal's blubber. Celie retaliates with an icy wind, but it barely whooshes by the Umbreon, missing with a 15. Mikey commands Umbreon to respond with another Confuse Ray, confusing Celie for another two turns. Celie succeeds on her first Confusion roll with a 14 and continues to blow icy wind at the Umbreon, hitting with an 18 and causing 10 more points of ice damage. As a reaction, Umbreon comes back with another Torment. Then on Mikey's turn, he shouts, Come on, we gotta try to poison it, get a status condition, do toxic! Seelie only rolls a 2 on the constitution save this time and becomes badly poisoned. Recognizing the danger of this poison, Pearl spends her turn giving Seelie an antidote, curing her poison as the confusion fades away once more. Mikey yells, Come on, Umbreon, do another shadow ball! But with the total attack roll of only 10, the ghostly sphere goes wide and misses Seelie. Don't give up, Icy Wind! With a 13, Umbreon dodges out of the way, these two Pokemon circling each other around the battlefield, doing their best to avoid each other's attacks. Umbreon lets loose another Confuse Ray, confusing Celie for three turns. Celie succeeds on her first Confusion roll with an 18, but misses once again with her Icy Wind attack, as almost simultaneously, a Shadow Ball rushes by her, narrowly missing the Seal Pokemon. Celie maintains her focus on the Umbreon and charges forward with a Headbutt, hitting with a roll of 16 and causing 13 points of normal damage. Again, we don't need to be fancy, just we, we're smart, we use our heads. Or, 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 or. I didn't see it coming either, man! Similarly frustrated by attacks not hitting, Mikey calls out, Come on, Umbreon, hit it with a Shadow Ball! It hits with a 16, and Celie takes 7 points of ghost damage as the Spectral Orb makes contact. 
Celie shakes off her confusion with a natural 20 and leaps toward the Umbreon with a headbutt attack, hitting with an 18. Celie, it's the eye of the tiger, the heart of a seal, and the feet of a torchic! Ordor? As if to say, I don't have feet. Boom! The powerful headbutt makes contact, and Umbreon stands still for a moment, grimacing before exhaling and falling to its knees. As it begins to collapse, Mikey says, Oh no, come back! As he returns Umbreon to the Pokeball. And then, in an attempt to not get hit anymore, Pearl's gonna walk, good job, Mikey, you know, like, and start to try to, like... You see that he wasn't trying to get out another Pokeball. That was his one Pokemon. She does a little stroll. Hand it over here, partner. He hands over 350 Pokey. Oh, man, I just met a handshake. <laughs> he says, no, this is how it works. Oh, okay, thanks. This is the social contract. <laughs> Mikey, you got a great Pokemon there. Where did you find it? Oh, Umbreon, I've had him since he was an Eevee. Wait, wait, you're saying you evolved it? Yeah, I evolved him oh, from an Eevee. Oh, I yeah. haven't done that yet. I'm you not emotionally stable enough, they say. You're not emotionally stable enough to evolve your Pokemon? I get very attached. What can I say? So as you guys are having this money exchange and talking about Mikey's Umbreon, Luca comes up and he's like, Hey, uh, guys, I think we might need to get some shelter or something. And you can tell that the wind is blowing even harder around you. And those dark clouds are starting to crackle with thunder and lightning. Whoa. And it's beginning to rain a little bit. Whoa, yeah, you're right, Luca. Uh, Seely, come on in. And I put Seely back in the ball. And I also say, great job. Hey, do you guys need a place to get out of the rain? I think I know somewhere just down this little driveway here. We can hunker down until this lets up. Oh, sure. Like, do you live there? No, I don't live there, but I know that it's a spot that we should be able to have some shelter for a little bit. We're not really near a city or anything, so I don't really know where else to go. Okay, Luke, are you okay with that? Yeah, fine with me if it's a place that we can hang out for Let's a bit. Let's trespass! And she starts going down. <laughs> Woo! So in the rain. It's like in the Pokemon anime when like Ash and Misty and Brock are all yeah. running with the stuff over their heads. Yes. <laughs> I've made my frying pan into a drying pan. <laughs> the three of you run up this gravel path, which makes a few twists and turns before what's at the end comes into sight. And you realize what this path is. It's a driveway that leads to a decrepit and abandoned looking building. A large manor stands before you, neglected and worn by time. It's built in the same Tudor style as many of the buildings in Anoki Village, but the lawn is overgrown and the paint on the front of the house looks faded and chipped and you can see beams sagging here and there. You guys walk all the way up to it. Great, we come on in. Or I guess we'll knock. There's a big yellow condemned sign posted on the front door. By order of Bolet authorities, this building's hereby condemned, blah, 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 blah. I look at Mikey and I look at Luca. This is perfect. I just walk right in. You guys jiggle a door open and it's not locked or anything. It opens and the three of you duck inside to take shelter from the rain. And you close the door. Man, that storm's bad. Yeah, yeah, it's rough out there. I mean, I've been on the seas and I, that's, I mean, yeah, that's a bad one. Oh, you're from the sea? Yeah, I grew up on the SS Clara. Oh, neat. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> you need a vacation, man. Some pineapple juice would be good for you. Get your iron up. Make sure you don't get scurvy. Well, I don't know if I can afford a, a vacation. You're kind of a little wimpy. And I, I jiggle his arm. Maybe I'll try to take a vacation sometime. I'll talk to my parents about it. Aren't you like a trainer? Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, we could go on a family vacation or something. I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> she walks <Sorry>. away. <laughs> you walk over to Luca, who is actually surveying the area. It looks as though you all are in some sort of large foyer. Hello? Your voice echoes throughout. This place is kind of weird. You know why it's condemned? Mikey walks up and he says, 
Uh, they say this house used to belong to some crazy old man and his son, but they disappeared like Pearl, 10 years ago. Pearl out of nowhere grabs a flashlight, and then the crazy old man got crazier. He believed he was a monkey, and then they filled the place with bananas, and the bananas got rotten. <laughs> and then all the gnats and the bugs and the spiders came, and they carried them all away, and they were never seen again. <laughs> And I start, like, flip-flashing the flashlight all over my face. Luca, they're coming for you, the monkeys! Luca just has a very confused look on his face, but Mikey thoroughly enjoys this. <laughs> and then you'll never be heard from again! <laughs> Boo! Gotcha. Oh, oh gotcha. you got me! Gotcha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's See, hilarious. Luca, you look so worried. I was just trying to make you laugh, man. Ah, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's called a ghost story. They're not real. Besides, ghosts don't even exist, as she leans on the banister. Mikey says, yeah, no, seriously, that's silly. I mean, some people even avoid this place because they think it's haunted. Now, a vampire who is a monkey who has been eating rotten bananas for his life, now that happens every day. But, like, psh, we got nothing to worry about here. This place is great. Yeah, no, I've come here a few times, actually, and it's fun to just look around. There's all kinds of weird stuff in What's here. What's your favorite room? Oh, man, I've got so many favorites. Show me, show me, show me. Okay. Come on, Luca. We're going to get a tour. All right, cool. That sounds good. So as the three of you prepare to go on this tour, Mikey says, all right, yeah, come on this way. And he guides you into the Great Hall just through this entrance. As you walk in, you immediately see a large oil painting of what looks like a father and son hanging over the mantle <gasps> of a very ornate fireplace. The father looks very professorial with his regal black and silver hair swept back and a neatly trimmed pointed goatee on his chin and glasses with rounded frames on his face. The son looks to be in his teens with thick dark hair just on the verge of messy and the tie a little looser than one might expect in a formal portrait such as this. Huh, I guess that's what some dads look like. Pearl, as you were looking at it's this portrait- It's happening, listening. Listeners, it's happening. The spook, the spoopy, the spoopy's happening. I need you to make a wisdom save. Okay. It got real D&D now. 15. With a 15, you start to feel oddly drowsy for a second. As you're looking at this painting, your vision starts to blur a little bit, and you feel a little, not woozy, but <sighs> a yawn comes out. But you shake it off really quick. <sighs> and it's easier to shake it off when you hear a thud next to you. Whoa. As Luca falls to the ground. Hey, Luca! Unconscious. Luca! And I start to shake him. As you start to shake Luca, you hear, So you, you don't believe in ghosts, right? Huh. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> what a weird thing. What a... That's crazy. So weird. <laughs> Who'd believe in ghosts? Mikey? You hear the sound of a Pokeball releasing. Mikey? Hey, Mikey, Luca's asleep. Do you have any, like, coffee or, like, maybe somebody needs some herbs? And I turn around to look at him. Mikey, where'd you go? As you turn around, you see... Mikey, standing next to his Umbreon, and both of them are snickering and laughing as their laughter gets louder and louder, and you see Mikey's face and Umbreon's face both begin to change. The rims of Mikey's glasses begin to expand as his eyes grow bigger and bigger, and his smile grows wider and wider, and his body begins to sort of fade away in a purpley mist. The same thing begins to happen with Umbreon as the eyes grow wider, and this toothy smile stretches across its face, and its form begins to change. 
the two of them, you watch as Luca is asleep on the ground and you have staved off whatever was trying to be done to you. You see both of the bodies fade away from what they were and you see a purple orb with gases coming off of it, laughing and laughing. And Umbreon has transformed into this sort of spiked figure floating in the air with these spectral hands coming off of it. And both of them laugh and laugh as they fade into the ether. And the thunder cracks. <laughs> what did you do with Mikey? <laughs> Wait, what? As the laughter fades away. Wait, no, I want to fight them. I've seen so much. Guys, my hair was like on the edge of my arms. Like my hair stood all the way up. I had so many goosebumps. Oh my gosh, say hey, Mikey. Or wait, Mikey. And I want to look at the picture really quick. You look up at the picture. Does it look like Mikey? It does not. Oh no. And then I want to try to fight these guys. Don't let them go away. I don't want them to go away. I don't want them to go away. They have faded into mist. Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to this very spooky episode of Postcards from Pearl. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. You can help us cover necessary expenses and help us continue to improve the quality of the podcast. We've got multiple patron tiers available and every little bit helps. If you'd like to give us that support, you can do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram at The Quest Company and on Twitter at Questco Junior. You can also hang out with us in our Discord that we have for both Questco and Questco Junior. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast. So please, if you're enjoying the show, let other people know. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag Postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And speaking of fan art, I want to send a huge shout out and thank you to new listener Kieran at CandidClamp on Twitter and at InstaClamp on Instagram. He sent us a beautiful picture of Pearl and Seely and we love it. If you haven't seen seen that go check it out on our instagram and twitter or on the fan art page of the website where we have a gallery of all the art that people have sent us and if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it also, speaking of word of mouth, I want to tell you about our friends over at Just the Zoo of Us. You can join Ellen and Christian Weatherford as they judge just how good animals are on a scale of 1 to 10. They talk about animals you know and love, as well as ones I guarantee you've never heard of. It's a lovely podcast, and you should give it a listen. You can hear their promo at the end of this episode, and you can find out more about them on Twitter at Just the Zoo of Us.
Also, also, remember that you've only got a couple of days left to pre-order the Petal Dance Zine, a grass-type Pokemon zine with proceeds benefiting the Natural Resources Defense Council. Make sure you get your copy pre-ordered by November 1st. Only a couple days left. You can find out more about the Petal Dance Zine and preview the amazing art featured in that on their Twitter, at Petal Dance Zine. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the incredible artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thank you to Doug Maxwell and Media Right Productions for the song Gets Me to Brazil. Thank you to Benjamin Briggs for the song Bite, Umbreon. Thank you to the Vivisectors for the songs Happy Halloween and Black Angel. Thank you to the Oracalcan for the song Clairvoyant Eulogy. Thank you to Kinsis Moreira for the song Sandcastle. Thank you to Frederick Magel for his version of Box, Takata, and Fugue in D minor. And thank you to Modest Masorgsky for his Night on Bald Mountain. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing a heck of a lot of ambient sounds. And to pull back the curtain a little bit here, during this mid-show break, I realized by doing some calculations that by soloing the Umbreon, Seely actually accumulated enough XP to go from level 2 to level 5. Ort ort! Ort ort! So, we are going to do that right now because uh, Pearl's in a stressful situation. Technically, Pokemon level ups are supposed to happen immediately. I've just kind of been doing them as wrap-up things. It's kind of hard to do in general. Right. Oh, hi, guys. I'm here. <laughs> oh, she's here. Ah, Sarah, how'd you get into out. the mid-show Become announcements? Become a Patreon. You'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you get here? I'm knitting someone a scarf. <laughs> ah. Anyway. But anyway, so with that XP gain, Seely gets a good chunk of HP. Cha. What is that jump that you just had? We just went to 37 from 22. So that's like baller. Yeah. And that's the max. You're still missing some HP from Ooh, the Yeah, fight, yeah. I'm currently at 27 in this game right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still doing pretty good. Uh, so much better. Yeah. And then since Seely is a two-stage evolution rather than a three-stage, uh, instead of just two ability score increase points at the level four, Seely gets three points. So you took a feat and then one ASI bump. Yes. Yeah. So... The feat is really cool. It is smooth facade. So Seely is now able to, when a negative status effects happens in battle, Seely can um, shake it off and get, well, not shake it off. You still have the Seely's not Taylor Swift, but but (laughs) your Pokemon gains plus three to their AC. So if I'm poisoned, like Seely gets poisoned, she still gets plus three to AC, which is pretty fantastic. And the only thing that doesn't affect is sleep. So we'll deal with that when we get to it. (laughs) (laughs) And then where did you put that ASI? It was in your strength, right? What's an ASI? Ability score increase. Oh, okay. Yes, strength. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, MBI, men in black. Like, what? What is the ASI? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So with that strength increase, that bumps your strength up to 16. So that means that Seely's strength modifier goes up to a plus, plus three. three. Yeah. So pretty, pretty solid results from a yeah. one-on-one battle. I didn't realize so many good things would happen from that. So yeah, I'm glad that Seely's stuck in that fight the whole way. Yeah, soloing high-level Pokemon, get that XP grind. Boop, boop. So uh, should we go back to spooky, spoopy times? I think let's go back to the. I think let's go back to the spooky episode. All right, got a new pair of undies. Let's do it. Back in the haunted manor. Luca! Luca, wake up! Luca, wake up! 
You gotta wake up, Luke. I need you. I need you. You like shaking him awake. Wake up! I start slapping his face. Oh, oh, oh! I'm fine. Oh, I'm up. I'm it up. It is not time for a nap. Look sharp. And um, Pearl makes a quick change in, in an instant, and she is in full military regalia. We are under attack. This is not a safe place. Mikey has been stolen, eaten, or he was never real to begin with. I'm going to also say that with your passive perception, you notice that as you were changing your clothes where you reached and put that money in your pocket, that money, you could see purple mist coming out of your pocket. And those Pokemon stole my cash. I've been robbed. You've been drugged. And we're 10. The shutters start clattering on the windows outside and the thunder rolls. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And I quickly change back. No, what? I'm up. I'm up. Oh. Something's really wrong here. Well, what's going on? Where'd Mikey go? Mikey's not real. He, he's he's not real. What do you mean he's not real? What do you... I mean, he's eaten or he's a ghost. Oh, crud. Assume the position. And we go back to back again. He like does the anime jump up and you guys are back to back. You Circling look around. The room. Come out wherever you are. Evil Mikey. You hear an echoey laugh that seems to come from nowhere surrounding you. They're enjoying this. What would you like to do? If I can pinpoint where the laugh is coming from, I would like to go there. Go ahead and give me a perception check. 11. The laugh seems to be coming from everywhere. Oh, gosh. And also nowhere. Oh, gosh. It's in my head. You and Luca are alone in an abandoned, decrepit, large, old manor. What do you want to do? Luca, chug this coffee. And I whip it out from nowhere. I'm gonna have some too. Where did you get coffee? I People know. I always keep a an, uh, I always keep a Keurig with me. I pack it wherever I go. Somehow electricity still works here. You can have a room temperature, like the bottled like Starbucks mocha things. Okay. That's what you have. Chuck this espresso shot. Oh. Oh, and that's I ta- terrible. I take a huge swig too. Don't fall asleep. That's what they want, and they're gonna rob us blind. Protect your pokeballs at all time, and I take an inventory stock. All your pokeballs are still there. Seely's there. Trico is just looking around, very confused right now, and very curious. Doesn't seem to be scared, but seems like he feels something about this place. It's weird. Trico, Trico, what do you what do you feel? What do you feel? Tell me, tell me. And I, I put my hand next to his hand. Make a pokey handling check. Okay. Maybe it could happen. I don't know. It's not my Pokemon, but still. 19. 19? The Trico, like, thinks about swatting it away for a second, and then he's like, Trico! <laughs> with a furrowed brow, puts his hand against yours and stares at you for a minute and then takes his hand down and just keeps on looking around. All right, that's all you got, man? I thought you were going to give me some critical information here. All right, you're new to the team, and I'm glad we are actually seeing your face for the first time because for a second there, I thought Luca was just making it up. But... Trico! Oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. So what do we do now? I don't know. I don't know what they want. Oh, my gosh. What? The monkeys are coming. We're going to be eaten alive. You made up the thing about the monkeys. It's real. It's real. All the monkeys have been real. The whole time. I hear faint. Ooh, ooh. Ah, ah. Where did you get this ooh. monkey thing? Ooh, 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 ooh. Maybe we just need to find a bunch of bananas. How about we just try to leave? Okay. That's a great idea. Hold my, hold my hand. Celia, hold my hand. Trico, uh, Trico, hold Lucas' hand. Or, or? Actually, I want to hold Lucas' hand. Lucas' hand is sometimes sweaty. Okay. Um, <laughs> Celia, you hold Lucas. I hold Celia's. And protect your Pokeballs. Protect your wallets. I just got robbed. 300 Pokey. What the? I worked hard for that. Celia, you did too. Or, or. 
she says indignantly. Mm-hmm. So what are you guys doing now? We're getting out of here. You walk up to the front door and you try to open it since it was unlocked earlier. It will not budge. Find something heavy and a break a window. I said, we're trespassing, baby! Where's the chair? Throwing it through the window. Get me out of here! You grab just a chair from the Great Hall area and you go and you try to throw it at the front door. <laughs> go ahead and make a strength check. <laughs> that one. <laughs> You couldn't even really pick up the chair. You, like, scooted the chair with Celie's help. Oh, man. And I just tried to ram it. Just try to... Okay, try it again, Luca. Oh, my God. Try it now. Try the door now. I think that worked. Trespassers! Woo! You don't come at me. We come at you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. The door, once again, does not budge. All right. Pearl takes a seat in there. What do we do, Luca? Well, maybe there's, uh, maybe there's some other way out. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Let's avoid the big main hall. Let's try to find another exit. Okay, yeah, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. We'll, we'll do that. So I guess we'll go around the house and search the different rooms on the first floor. Excellent. I'm just a kid and life is full of friends who disappear into purple gas. I'm just a kid and my best friend has narcolepsy. You and Luca begin to search around the first floor. Your eyes and mind still haunted with the memory of Mikey and his Umbreon's horrifying transformation into whatever it was. The eyes and teeth and smiles are burned into your mind. You guys are looking around, and I will tell you that there are a couple of different places that you can go here in this haunted manor. Gosh, I wish I could have a gif of that. That just happened for you all listeners. All right, give me my spoopy options. So before you explore anywhere else, you've got to go back into the Great Hall. That is the only place that you can go from here in the foyer. Okay. I definitely walk in there holding Celie's hand. I know it's a flipper. Just let me hold your hand. Celie's freaked out too. Yeah. After, <laughs> after also seeing the thing. Like, you and Celie saw the transformation. Luca did not because he was asleep, and Trico seems unfazed. And then I say, oh, who am I kidding? This is too whiskey. And I just pick up Celie, and I hold hold Celie like a babe. The seal that is, I'm pretty sure Celie's bigger than you, if not the same size. But you pick Celie up. I won't make you roll a strength check for that, because I think that this is just a thing that happens, regardless of whatever your strength is. You and just I pick clutch Celie it. Up. I clutch Celie so tight, but I also put Celie over my shoulder to watch my back. Ha-ha! Take ha. that! You walk back into the Great Hall. Once again, you see the portrait hanging over the fireplace, the two sets of eyes from the father and son staring directly ahead. There are a few chandeliers up ahead, and you see doors in different places in the room. There is one, if you just look around the place, you can see one door that is on the same wall as the foyer. To your left and to the right, there is another one. We're just going to say that looking top down, this is like north, south, east, west, regular, like you're looking at a map just for the sake of simplicity. So up is north, down is south, etc., etc. For the sake of simplicity with going around here. So there are two other doors on that same wall of the door that you just came through from the foyer into the great hall. There's one to the left, one to the right. On the eastern wall, there is a door. Directly in front of you, there are two doors. And then on the western wall, there is one door that is uh, further down. Luca, you pick. You want me to pick? 
Yeah, I feel like because you're older, you've experienced more of these things. Yeah, no, this is not on my list. But, uh, okay. Um, how about, uh, this one to the left right here? Beautiful, it's always left. Great, so you guys go over to the door that's on the same wall as you to the left. The rain comes down harder outside, and as you walk into this room, you see the front shutters are just jiggling back and forth before as you enter the room, they slam shut. (laughs) And there is very little light in this room. I bring out coconut, and I click its ears. I know that I said before that it was like just the cheeks giving off the glow from coconut, but I think in this episode, in this house, it is the skeleton glow. Oh, spoopy. So spoopy. Wow, all those bones are supporting that, huh? Hey, 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 look into my eyes. Just, and I, 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 cu- I cup the chonk cheeks. It's gonna be okay. I don't know what's gonna happen next, but it's gonna be okay. And everything's fine. This is a lovely home. This is the friend of my home. I know I'm lying. <laughs> but this, this is the friend of my good home. This is the, the home of my good friend. I don't know. There used to be a kid, Mikey, and now he's not here anymore. But it's going to be fine. Okay, Coconut? Pee-pee. I'll take care of you. Seely, do you want to go back in? Order. Wow. As to say, I'm brave. You're so brave. Do I put a scarf on now? Seely's scarf? You can do that. Because Seely's not strong enough. Yeah, Seely can just hang out and just Seeley be present can... in this adventure. Okay, great. Seely has Every shot this... that we see. <laughs> okay, great. As the camera goes around, Seely's every... still at Every possible fan art moment, I would hope that Seely's <laughs> there. Um, I guess then I just put Seely's scarf on, but also could Seely, like, begin a short rest of any kind in my arms? Not while you are, like, moving around and stuff. You would actually have to, like, hunker down for a half hour. All right, we're, 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 we got to move. We got to get out of here. It's not time to rest. You could use your healer's kit to heal a little bit. Let's do that. Remember, once per short rest, you can use the healer's kit to either bring somebody back from zero, or you can spend one use of your healer's kit to tend to a creature and restore 1d6 plus 4 hit points to it, plus additional hit points equal to the creature's maximum number of hit dice. So 1d6 plus 6. Oh, Because Celie has two hit dice. Great. Now I feel better about this. So what's Celie at? So now Celie is back up to 16 Up to hit 16? Points. Cool. Yeah, which is good. Moving onward. Click, click. Thanks for being the globe. I know you don't want to be out here. Neither do I. As you take a second to tend to Seely and Coconut illuminates the area, you get a better look at this room that you were in now. The shutters are still closed, but now you have a little bit of light illuminating and you can see that you seem to be in a large dining hall. There is a long table that stretches across the room. Again, you can see another fireplace. You can see another door on the same wall that you came in through further away from where you came. So like if the foyer's in the middle, this door was on the western side of that. This door that is on the same wall is even further on the western side. So like closer to the westernmost side of the house, if that makes sense. It does. You see the table set out, nothing there. Okay, coconut, look at me. Again, I hold your chong cheeks. Anything you see in this house, do not eat it. I mean it. I really mean it. I really mean it. I know it's going to be hard. It'll be hard for me, too. Here, have a, have a little like granola bar. Belly. Have a granola bar. Okay. If you need a snack, just let me know, okay? 
Well, Luca, this doesn't look like a way out, but maybe we should go to this other door, because maybe it'll lead to a kitchen, and kitchens normally have back doors. Yeah, sure, we can do that. Let's let's go check this out. So okay. you want to walk through this other mm -hmm. door? All right. So you exit this dining hall as the yellow illuminating light coming from the Pichu skeleton <laughs> <laughs> follows along with you, and the light fades in that room. Do you close the door behind you, or do you leave it open behind you? We'll leave it open. Okay. You leave the door open behind you as you walk into a kitchen. As you walk in, you see all of the usual bits and baubles that make up a kitchen. You see the stove, there's a sink, and everything else. This is not a super dated kitchen. We're not talking about, like, wood-burning stove. Like, not a, it's like an actual... Correct, yes. Cool. It seems as though, although this building is certainly old, there were renovations made to this sometime in recent history. Okay. However recent that may be, who knows? But it's not super duper old timey. It's this not is, it's not state of the art. Yeah. But this is good, Luca. This is good progress. Are there any doors in this room? There is one door on the eastern wall. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Maybe this is a back door. You open up that door and it is a pantry. Darn it. Do you want to look around the kitchen anymore? Are you looking for anything in specific besides a door? Like what do you where are you at right now? No, I'm looking thinking? for a door out. So okay. this was not it. So let's go back around. Yeah. As you look in this pantry and around this kitchen, surveying the area to see if there are any other doors besides this door to the pantry, you just see a bunch of expired, almost disintegrated at this point from Yo. lack of use food in the pantry. And you see all of the usual kitchen things. There are utensils and a few things were even left out on the counter. And there is a candle on a chamber stick sitting on the counter. In the pantry or in the kitchen? In the kitchen on the counter as you're just like sweeping through the area. Is the candlestick stick lit? It is not. Okay, we'll take that. You're going to take it? Yeah. Cool. And we'll light it. You're going to light it? Yeah. Great. So you're going to look for a match then or? Oh. Hey, Luca, you got a match? Uh, not. Oh, yeah. I think I got one in my bag, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, also I was like, you guys have explorer packs. There's a match yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. I also get hand Pichu another granola bar before I can even look at the pantry. And then I eat one myself. Sorry, I'm stress eating. Yeah. Yeah. Stressed. Yes. That. Uh-huh. Did you set down the candle when you were going to get the granola bar and everything? Sure. Yeah. yeah. As Luca is rummaging through his backpack and you are giving granola bar to coconut and having a little bit for yourself, neither of you notice the exact moment that it happens. But when you turn back around... The candle is lit. Oh my gosh! With a purpley blue flame. Luca, 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 Luca! What, what, what? Look! Oh, that's weird. Hello? Whoever you are, we are not trying to hurt you. Silence, except for the thunder and rain outside. Can I make an insight, investigation? What can I do? What are you trying to investigate? Well, is this blue haze different from the, the one that I saw on Mikey? Okay, give me an investigation. Hat one. Not one. It's just a blue flame. It's just a blue flame. Okay. Ghostly blue flame. Luca, we gotta get out of here. Okay. Let's go. Should we take this? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I'm really stressed out. I don't know. And Pearl begins to inch her fingers towards the candle. I don't know, and I don't want to die. I have so much more life left to give. I had to catch them all. And I touched the candle. Like, I touched the handle of the candle. Great. So you grab this old-timey candle holder. It is a short, thick candle that looks like it was kind of partially melted already, and it is on this 
chamber stick is what they're actually called. I looked it up. So it's the thing where, you know, like, it's the, I, I, it's I, the I envision Scrooge. Scrooge. Yes. Yeah, it's the Scrooge holder. Yeah. Yes. You pick up the Scrooge holder. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't do anything. It's just the blue flame is still there. Luca, it's now attached to me. This Scrooge holder is a part of me. The humbug. Let's get out of here. Where do you want to go to now? Back the way we came. Okay, so you guys make your way back into the Great Hall? Mm-hmm. Okay. The one painting is still there up above the mantle. Okay, so it wasn't left. Let's try right. Okay, so you're going to go into the door that is on the same wall from the main entrance on the eastern side. Yes. Great. You and Luca, now illuminated by an almost green light as a combination from this bluish flame coming from the candle and the yellow electric energy coming from Fanta as See? they mix together. We are educational. Colors. Primary. I think that's... Is that how light blending works? I don't actually know. I was like, wait, I know that colors on the pages. It's fine. We're educational. That's all I'm trying to say. In my world, this light is green. Hello, friends. Jonah here again for a quick educational update. After a cursory Google outside of the session, it turns out your friendly neighborhood game master was mistaken about this particular bit of color theory. While mixing blue and yellow pigments creates green, mixing blue and yellow light makes white light. That's all for now. Just didn't want to mislead the youth. Back to the action. You walk into this door. As it creaks open, you see a library in front of you. Dusty, old tomes, high shelves. It looks like there are a few rows. It's not a full-size, like, public-use library, but this is definitely a sizable collection. It's that nice, classy library, that personal library, that, like, mm, I got books and I have time and I have glasses. Mm -hmm. Mm, It's that I have many leather-bound books and rich mahogany library. (gasps) That one's for the parents. So, is there a desk? A desk? Yes. In this room... There is not a desk. There is a lounge area, again, next to another fireplace. There are a few comfortable chairs nearby, but there isn't an actual desk in this is room. Is the it fireplace like is, lit? The fireplace is not lit. Okay, Luca, watch this. I look at the fireplace. Mm-hmm. I turn my back. I look back at the fireplace. It is still unlit. Okay, I really thought that was going to work, Luca. Is there a door in here? There is one door on the northern wall, the same wall that you came in, on the eastern side of the room. Can I just take a moment and double check that this candle isn't affecting me in a bad way from holding it for this certain amount of time now? You absolutely can. Okay. Go ahead. And first of all, make a constitution save. Oh, it just got real D&D now. Oh, man. These are the moments. Okay, that's a 12. A 12? Over the last minute or so, as you've been walking around with this candle in your hand, you haven't noticed it as it has been very gradual, but as you take a second to think about it, You notice that you do feel a little more tired, a little more exhausted, drained a little bit. You have taken three points of damage. Whoa, I dropped the candle immediately. Is that fair in the storytelling feature since I know that Luca was falling asleep? Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, you can tell that you feel weird and it didn't start until you were holding the camera. Yes. Okay, great. I drop it immediately. The flame keeps burning. Luca, don't touch that. Don't do it. It's not good for you. Have another shot of espresso. Luca looks (laughs) terrified. What's going on? It just hurt me. I know it. It was making me sleepy like how you were sleepy. Okay. Here, have another shot of espresso. I mean it. You throw it over to him and he (laughs) catches it and just throws back the rest of it. And I I throw back one too. As you and Luca are taking your shots of espresso, you watch as the chamber stick and the candle (gasps) 
roll over <laughs> on their own. As it rolls over, you see a face start to emerge on the candle. Oh no, Luke! <laughs> it's here! This face looks different from Mikey's face. As one small yellow eye pops out, and where another one might be, you can't see as wax is sort of melted over that area, and a little smile pops out. I say, quiet, Pearl, not enough, not time for screaming, and I try to scan it with my Pokedex. You scan the candle with your Pokedex. In like shaky hands. Snap out of it, focus! As you scan it with the Pokedex, this candle pops off of the chamber stick and begins floating on its own in the air looking directly at you. And your Pokedex says, Litwick, the candle Pokemon. Its flame is usually out, but it starts shining when it absorbs life force from people or Pokemon. <gasps> Roll initiative. Yes, we're taking you down. Also, all the creepy smiles. <laughs> with initiative rolled, the Litwick acts first. Looking at Pearl with a tiny smile, it tilts in midair and says, Wait. As it unleashes a fire spin in the library. But with only a seven to hit and a very low damage roll, the ghostly flames disperse weakly, hitting the edge of a bookshelf and only causing a book or two to begin smoldering in the dark room. It's then Pearl's turn. Think, Pearl. Think. Don't let fear get the best of you. Okay, so this thing is a ghost, and it's gonna kill me. No, 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 think positive, think positive. If it's a candle... Seely, come back out! Pearl uses her action to send out Seely, leaving Coconut out of his Pokeball to continue providing light. That brings us to Luca's turn. Oh, jeez. Okay, Trico, go for a Shadow Rush, I guess. But with a natural one, Trico's attack misses. As this is its first time in a real battle outside of sparring with Tufus and L, the Grass-type Pokemon sees the flame coming from the Litwick and gets nervous for a moment, missing entirely. Back at the top of initiative, as the Litwick turns to look at Pearl and Seely, it smiles for a moment and then disappears as Pearl and Seely hear a loud, Wick! behind them. The Litwick's astonished attack startles Seely with a natural 19, causing her to flinch as she takes four points of ghost damage. Since Seely cannot take an action on Pearl's turn, Pearl yells out to Luca. Luca, think about it. It's a candle. Get two of its out here. Yep, good idea, good idea. Luca then uses his turn to switch out Trico for Tufus as the tiny gator comes out with a He looks around, surveying the situation, and then lays his eyes on the Litwick. That brings us to Litwick, who, seeing Tufus come out, grins as the flame on its wick goes brighter and the shadows in the room grow longer, and Litwick fades into the shadows and then quickly emerges, trying to hit Tufus with a nightshade attack. But luckily, it just barely misses as Tufus ducks out of the way. Pearl decides to use a water sport to nullify the flames from the candle Pokemon, and Seelie douses herself in Tufus in water, giving themselves immunity to fire damage as some water also splashes on the smoldering books. Luca shouts out, Tufus, use water gun! He hits with a 14, and the Litwick takes a super effective 8 points of water damage. The Litwick looks at Seelie and lets loose another fire spin with a grin, but with a roll of a 7, the flames hit Seelie and do absolutely nothing, fizzling out as it hits her wet fur. Seely lets out a growl at the Litwick. It fails its wisdom save and takes an ongoing minus one to all of its attacks. Luca then commands Tufus to hit the Litwick with a water gun, hitting easily and doing a super effective 14 points of water damage. Great job, Luca! Thanks! As Tufus blasts the candle with the water type attack, the flame on the Litwick is fully extinguished as it seems to start fading out of existence and slowly floats toward the ground. This little light of mine, get it a Pokeball! All right, so you're going to try to catch it? Yeah. Are you throwing uh, just a regular Pokeball at it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so go Nothing ahead. Nothing super special. Right. So roll with disadvantage okay. since it is technically fainted. That is a nine. A nine will not do it. As you throw this Pokeball where the Litwick is falling toward on the ground, and as it has almost reached the ground, the Pokeball phases through it as then the Litwick phases through the floor and is completely gone, and the Pokeball smashes on the ground. That's fine. We have Flash. The green light fades back into just the yellow light protruding from Coconut as you all stand in the quiet library. Whoa, good job, Luca. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, you too. Uh, so that's what happened to Mikey. Like, you know how it was a candle? Yeah. Like, Mikey was a thing, and okay. then he either got eaten or he was never a thing. You're losing me. You know how, like, the candle like, had candle the creepo and... smile of death? Yeah, and then I had a face? Yeah. Okay. It kind of was like that with Mikey. Oh, that's weird. But, like, full transformation. Oh, jeez. And the Umbreon, too. So it wasn't an Umbreon? No! Oh, this is weird. And can I take time to describe what they were to him in more detail? Yeah, totally. Cool. Personally, I don't know how well I'm going to be able to describe it, so should I make a roll to see how accurately I describe them? Yeah, totally. Cool. 19. A 19. And the image is burned in my brain. Yeah, I, I literally did say that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to see if he knows what those things could be? Yes, I am. All right. I'm going to make Luca make an intelligence okay, check then. Okay, cool. That's fair. I'm trying to use my team assets. That is only a seven. Oh, it's okay. So Lucas says, no, nah, that doesn't sound like anything that I've seen before. I don't have a ton of experience with ghost types. Wait. They tend to kind of stick to themselves a lot of the time, unless it's a trainer's ghost type, but... <sighs> I a guess lot I of the do time, believe in ghosts now. Yeah, I mean, ghost types for sure exist, obviously. Wow. All right, let's get out of here before we get trapped in. I will not be going down like the Titanic. So you're just going to leave the library? Yeah. I mean, there's no other doors, right? There is one other door on the north wall, the same one that you came in from. A little bit further over on the eastern side, there is a door. All right. I guess we'll check out that door before we leave this room. Okay. You go to jiggle that door open, and it seems to be locked. Ooh, creepy. Lucas, should we try to get in here? Try to go into this? Yeah. Start kicking it. You start kicking the door? Yeah. <laughs> you just start kicking it, and it doesn't seem to be budging. Okay. I mean, what do you think? Maybe there's a grand puppeteer behind this door orchestrating this all and laughing. Could be. As you say the word laughing, you hear <gasps> laughter echoing oh around God. you. God. Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> so you leave and go back into the Great Hall? Yeah. All right, where do you want to go from there? Have we cleared both west and east doors? There's a door on the far side of the western wall. And there's a door about midway through the eastern wall. And there are two doors next to each other on the far northern wall. What do you think, Luca? You pick this one. All right, well... We're in an endless puzzle of doors. He looks over at the eastern one and he says, Well, that might be for the room that was locked from the library Ooh, side. let's try that. You guys walk over there and you, you jiggle a door to open it? Yeah. It does not budge. Oh, I want in here! Oh, can I try to, like, lockpick, like, true D&D style? Do you have anything to pick locks no. with? <laughs> I have an explorer's pack. Yeah, no. The closest thing you'd have would be like a bobby pin. Ooh, I run into the kitchen. Okay. Not the kitchen, the dining hall. Yes. And I grab um, some silverware. Okay. And then I come back. Okay. As fast as my earthly body can move. Like, I will not be the one that goes first because I separate from the group. As you leave and come back, you do not see Luca. Oh, my God. 
That was a terrible idea. I was a 10-year-old. I didn't think. I just moved. Luca! All is quiet, except for the sound of rain and thunder outside. Luca! As you yell out, you look back toward the entrance to the foyer, and there are two suits of armor standing next to the foyer. One of them... What? Starts to move towards you. How did I miss this? Slowly separates. Pokedex. No Pokemon found. No! Luca! The gauntlet slowly raises. Luca, if you think this is funny, this is not funny. And Luca's in there and he says, it's pretty funny. It's not funny! (laughs) Also, if there's two, how did Trico get so big? Did you make a giant Pokemon? Are they all standing on top of each other's shoulders? You see, like, the other suit of armor, like, jiggle a little bit and then just fall over as Trico and Elle and Totodile all fall out. Thank you. Yeah, guys. Let that be a lesson to you. I hope you get bruised. (laughs) Okay, I meant that was pretty funny, Luca. I'm just trying to lighten the mood. I'm really freaking out, and I just needed something. I needed something. I know you're scared of the dark, so that was a good move. Okay, let's try lockpicking this with my my utensils. Okay. (laughs) Two... A sleight of hand, a disadvantage. This? Yes, because it's silverware in an actual me? lock. Are you being brilliant? I'm letting you try it. It's a 14. 14? You feel the lock click, and it seems as though it's unlocked, but when you go to actually push it open, it seems as though there is some other force keeping this door closed. Luca, that is so creepy, and I convey that to him. Oh. Oh, great. What type of Pokemon could we use? Ooh. Hold on. What's up? Shh, shh, shh. Oh, Luca, how could I ever open this door? And I slide coconut to the door handle. You slide coconut to the door handle, and what what are you trying to get coconut to do? I want some electric shock to go Kevin McAllister style through this door handle. I want coconut to use thunder shock. Okay. So that if the force is holding the door handle or something like that, it'll Kevin McAllister them. Interesting. Okay. Oh, Luca, how could I ever open this door? Coconut, you have shock. Roll the hit. It is a nine. Coconut reaches up and shocks the door handle. The door continues to stay shut. Dang it. Thought I had something there. I like the Kevin McAllister mentality. Yeah. I do. What are you thinking? We're going to burn this door down. You're going to burn the door down? Yeah. And <laughs> 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 I said we're trespassing, I meant it. Good job, Coco. And then little chick comes out. Fanta. Oh, wow. If only, if only. How could I ever dream of such a possibility as opening the door? I'm small and I'm weak. Fanta, use ember. Roll the hit. It's not high because it's a door, but. (laughs) That's a 10. Yes, a 10 will hit a door. Great. Go ahead and roll Fanta's damage for ember. Six. Six? You see the door start to catch a blaze a little bit. And as that is happening, you hear what sounds like a cutting noise. And then behind you, and a crash. As the chandelier in the middle of the room falls to the ground with a crash. Pearl screams, but then also looks at her face. There's a phantom mask on me. Get out of here. (laughs) Phantom. Not today. And I take off a cape too. Luca takes off his Christine Daae dress. Yes. (laughs) Okay, well, I think there's something behind the door. I say to Luca. Yeah, yeah, probably right. 
probably right. And whatever it is, it seems like it knows that we are doing what we're doing. Love it. I put Fonta back in. Okay. Good job, little chick. And then in true Timon and Pumbaa cartoon fashion, I whip out a sledgehammer. I don't think you'd have a sledgehammer. An anvil? You have flavor anvils. You don't have actually ah, useful anvils. Useful anvil. Darn it. Yeah, you think stuff falling from the ceiling is going to scare me now? If you think that spooks me, you're dead wrong and we're coming. Well, at first I just wanted a door, but now I think I kind of want an answer too. As you're yelling out the helmet of the suit of armor that Luca was in, floats up in the air and then whizzes over your head and crashes against the wall. All right, the case is hot. We are doing something right and you don't like it. Show yourself. Be a true Pokemon. What do you got to fear in this world but fear itself? I'm not afraid. Keep chucking stuff, all right? I'm buoyant. I'm young. My bones are still developing. It is then silent once again. Show yourself like a real Pokemon. You know, if you had a trainer, you'd be either rolling in dough or I don't know. <laughs> rolling in dough or, or, or licking your wounds to heal because I'm going to crush you. Look, is there any other way we could maybe entice them to show themselves? Maybe not yelling. Maybe we can find something else here in the house that would lure them out. I mean, obviously, they've got some sort of connection to whatever this place is, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, hey, should we take out this fire? Where's this fire at right now? The fire seems to have done a few more points of damage to the door as it is smoldering, but it is, as are all of the doors in this home, a thick, hefty door. So is the fire out, or is it just smoldering? It's just smoldering. Hey, Luca, maybe we should put out the fire really quick. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Hey, Tufa, sweet. (laughs) Water guns it. Okay, let's try one more time to get this door open, and then we can check out another spot. All right, sounds good, yeah. What if me and you just ram it with some of the metal armor? Okay. Like, let's put on that. Ooh, and she, like, starts gearing herself up. She puts on, like, the big punchy, um, like, the hand stuff. Puts on the gauntlet. Yeah, and, like, a shoulder pad. And then she gives Luca the other shoulder pad and gauntlet. And and she goes, okay, if we both ram into it in the same direction, maybe it will fall over now. Yeah, we could give it a shot. Okay. Also, I just very much love the image of both of you in not the entire suits of armor, but just like sort of patchwork, like a gauntlet here, a pauldron there, like like the boots and stuff. Very fun. Definitely. Okay, go ahead and make a. Go ahead and make a strength check with advantage because Luke is helping you. Booyah! Come on. How about triple advantage? Because I'm also wearing armor. Not a thing. All right. Maybe it'll. (gasps) What is it? Natural 20. Ghost type, you can't get me and Doris. Ha! I got this. Poles, on the other hand, poles are hard for me. Poles and pearls, that's hard. It's like shoots and ladders. But doors for pearl? It, okay, if I had shoots and ladders in pearl style, it would be poles and doors. And the doors would be the easy part of the game, and the poles would be the hard part of the game. With a natural 20. Yes, we're so strong! Can we have like a battle cry when we run onto the door? Yeah, what do you yell? I go, Luca, this is for our shadow Pokemon. Okay. (laughs) He's like, I didn't know if you meant words. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, I just meant, let's do this one for them. Okay. (laughs) I was like, did you have something that you wanted me to say? This is my first time doing a battle cry, and I'm not sure how it works. As you crash into the door. Blue paint on my face. (laughs) 
with the force of both of you ramming into this door that has already been weakened by the fire, you both crash through. It doesn't open, but you bust a hole in the middle Good. of it. That's what I want. And you go tumbling through. So the oh. door's technically okay. still shut, but you all have busted a hole in the door in the spot where it was being burned away by the fire. You both tumble out, and Seely and Totodile both, like, hop in after you. You look around, and you are in... Oh, my gosh, I knew it. Master control room. <gasps> there are no ghosts. You look around, and you appear to be in a drawing room. It is a large area where it seems like guests could be entertained. There are couches and chairs set up near a fireplace, and along the northern wall, there is a large organ. And as you all bust in the door and take a look around you hear the sounds of the organ beginning to play. There's no one sitting at the organ currently. Oh, man, we would put up those spooky stops, huh? I look at my face again. Man, how does this thing just keep coming on? And I take off my phantom mask. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even put this dress back on. I was wearing armor. (laughs) Uh, Luca? As you both slowly turn and look at the organ playing by itself, it's a very spooky organ. Oh, I'm getting it. I'm getting those spooky feels. <laughs> and as the organ is playing, a bluish-purple flame springs up in the fireplace, spreading shadows across the walls. Hey, if it's blue or purple, I know for sure that's not good. I whispered to Luca. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that that logic seems pretty sound at this point, yeah. What a beautiful place. Delightful mansion. Oh, if only I could have a cup of tea. A teacup whizzes across the room and crashes against the wall. No need to be so dusty. What do you do? I want to do something to try to, like, get them to, like, come out and, like, show themselves. Mm -hmm. I want to look up. Is there anything on the ceiling? There's a chandelier. Oh, man. All right, I stay away from that. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely circling the room here. Going around the perimeter. Yeah. Luca. Yeah. I know this might sound crazy. Okay. I think we're past that point. But let's just try dancing and see what happens. I think it wants us to dance. Okay. What, 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 what kind of dance are we talking Pearl here? Pearl does like an elegant bow to like the f- floor. Good sir, wouldst thou oblige me in a light frolic? Just go with it. Indeed, fair maiden. I shall do what thou wishest. And then I want Coconut to also do the same for Trico. Trico just like looks around for a second, unamused. Trico! And obliges. Oh, wait, that's the chicken dance. Um. <laughs> the four of you begin dancing with each other to this very spooky tune. And I want to see if there's like any change in the room, if like we're giving it what it wants. Just for funsies, make a performance check. Okay. Natural 20. You definitely have taken some ballroom dance classes with the olds on the ship. Luca, let me lead you. Okay. (laughs) And you lead Luca. As you are dancing about the room, after a minute or so, you look over to where the organ is playing by itself, and you see the phantom mask and cape that you threw away is now, like, floating in the air. Doesn't seem to be on anything, but you can see it's, like, facing the piano. (laughs) And as you continue to look, you can see the faint outline of whatever it is that is playing. It looks like it is whatever the Umbreon revealed itself to be. And you see these spectral clawed hands playing the keys dexterously. Do I have like a cup of juice? 
Yeah, I think in Pearl's Explorer's pack, she's probably got a cup of juice. A juice box. Can I get a juice box up in here? Can I get grape juice? Yes. Okay, while we dance, I want to stealthily get my grape juice packet out, put the straw in, and then when we turn close enough, I want to spray grape juice upon this thing. Okay. To stain it so that it can't go invisible again. Interesting. Okay. Like, I'm talking, like, maybe it's beet juice, because beet juice, you can't get out any clothing. I think it's... Just FYI, guys. I think it's a Welch's (laughs) grape juice juice box. Okay. I'm just going to try to throw some grape juice on it, so that if it does disappear on us again, we can maybe still track it. And you can tell me if that's, like, just never going to work. You can certainly try it. Ah, that's not very comforting. We'll we'll see. We'll see. It'll depend. Okay. It'll depend. Since you got a nat 20 on that performance, go ahead and do sleight of hand at advantage. Ooh, okay. As you dance around the room Sweet. and prepare to juice box it. <laughs> juice box bomb! 19. 19? As you dance around the room, you very subtly take out this juice box and poke the straw in it and continue making your way around. And eventually you reach the part of the room where you're very close to where this organ is. And you can see the outline of this thing even more. Oh my gosh. And as you approach and get right next to it, you pull out the juice box and squeeze it really hard. And this purple grape juice flies out and sticks against this thing and starts dripping down the sides of it. You can see its form now. It actually looks very similar to how it looked earlier because as it turns around to face you, the rest of its color comes back as it comes fully into this place, into this realm from the ethereal, it seems. Juice box bomb! And this large purple, almost like a upside down triangle with extra points and things on it. And those same large eyes and this toothy grin turns around <gasps> wearing the phantom mask and cape. Pokedex? You whip out your Pokedex really fast yeah. and you scan it? Yes, 100%. And I go, oh, hello. Didn't mean to throw off your groove there. You scan it and it says, Haunter, the gas Pokemon. Because of its ability to slip through block walls, it is said to be from another dimension. Good evening, Haunter. When the Haunter first turned around, it was looking at you very disdainfully, like, why would you, what is this? What are you doing? But then as soon as you do like a vampire voice, it gives you like a little grin, a little smirk from beneath the phantom mask. Ooh, it likes it. Can I make an insight check? Make an insight check. Okay. That's only a seven. It's only a seven? Yeah. You just see it smirking, but it also has kind of like a permanent toothy grin. Yeah. With these sharp pointed teeth. Yeah. Good evening. We must admit we enjoy your tunes. Are you making like scary faces while doing yes. this? Yes. <laughs> the haunter looks at you for a moment as you do that, and then you start to cough, and then it like turns around for a second, takes off the mask, and then okay. at you. <laughs> Make a wisdom save really quick. Oh my gosh, wisdom already. 12. 12? It's very scary. You're not technically frightened. Okay, but but it was like, oh! And then after it does that, it just starts to laugh. (laughs) I get it. A good jump scare is funny sometimes, but we have to get out of here. And I don't like what happened to Mikey. And I don't know if you're very nice. And I don't think this is very funny anymore. Coconut, we're going! Are you trying to fight? Yeah. Roll initiative. (laughs) Luca, we're doing this. Stay away from the chandelier. Okay, yep, staying away. Okay, so with initiative rolled, Pearl, you are up first. 
As while this haunter is cackling on the bench in front of the organ, you send Coconut forward. What do you want to do? I want Coconut to get up there and give sweet kiss. Oh, I'm going to tell Coconut, hey, um, this guy, he tastes like fruity grape juice. Coconut's eyes go wide as he then runs over to the haunter and hops up in the air and whack, plants a big one on the haunter. Yes. They must make an intelligence saving throw. Six minus two. That's a four. Yes, baby. Love is always the way, guys. Guys, let this be. Let this message be. Love is always the way. That's definitely been the theme of this episode, right? Sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um. So it says you lay a kiss on your opponent, attempting them to confuse them. The target must make the saving throw against your move DC or become confused. Right. So the hunter is confused. Yeah. Go ahead and roll a D4 for how many rounds that'll last. Oh, I got a four. Okay, great. So Haunter will be confused for four rounds. Beautiful. That brings us to the Haunter's turn. Haunter's going to turn over and look at Coconut, and you see, like, these spirals coming out of its eyes toward Pichu, and I need Coconut to make a wisdom save. Eight. Eight. With that, Coconut will fall asleep. Oh, buddy. Oh, my little bud. As these hypnotic spirals circle out of the Haunter's eyes, and Coconut says, Pluh. <laughs> that is the haunter's turn. It is now Luca's turn. Let's switch out to L. So Luca recalls Trico and sends out L as his action. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. And then what? Quick attack. Roll to hit. Cool. 17. 17. Luca switches out L and she goes for a quick attack and she makes direct contact and phases through the haunter. <laughs> as the haunter is completely unaffected by this normal type move. Oh, no. That really changes the game, huh? <laughs> as this is how Pearl learns, the ghost types are immune to normal type moves. Yeah. So that's Luca's turn? Yeah. Back up to you. Pichu is asleep. At the beginning of each of his turns, as a bonus action, Coconut can roll a d20, waking up on a result of a 13 or higher. 17. 17? Coconut wakes up. Great. Okay, awesome. Pichu wakes up from a bad dream. And we try Thundershock. Okay, roll the hit. That one. That one. The Thundershock goes wide as the Haunter almost fades away a bit. And the Thundershock hits the pipes of the organ who spark and shoot out and sound comes out of them in a cacophony of noise. And it is not pleasant. So then that is your turn. Yes. All right, it is now the Haunter's turn. The Haunter is going to make its confusion roll. Very much confused Good. still. So Great. then the Haunter very much fails his confusion roll. And as he's trying to like get away from this thunder shock, just bumps into the wall and takes three points of damage. <laughs> Try to face through that, huh? And that is the Haunter's turn. Great. So that takes us to Luca. Going to swap out with Totodile. Okay, action to swap out Ellen yeah. Totodile. Mm -hmm. Okay. Luca says, actually, no. <laughs> My bad. And so he sends Tufus out. That is Luca's turn then. Brings us back to the top with you. Coconut, I think you got something good going on. Try again. Thundershock. Roll the hip. He's not going to hit. It's 10. 10 will miss. Oh. As again, this lightning, like, as this haunter is flying around the room, Coconut is shooting out bolts of electricity, and it's just going wide as the haunter avoids. That's pretty cool. Phantom cape swooshing in the wind. <laughs> also, you realize that you put the pieces together and that this haunter is what, uh, as you call it, Cheerio, the mm -hmm. Umbreon, turned into earlier. This was its true form that it was hiding. Hey, you owe me 300 pokey. 
<laughs> as it continues to fly around the room dizzily. So that's your turn. So that brings us to the Haunter. Let's see if he's confused. You better be. That's a three. So Haunter, as he's flying around, bumps into the chandelier, taking another three points of damage. Awesome. At least we're getting damaged through sheer clumsiness. <laughs> that was the third turn of confusion. It is now Luca's turn. Water gun. Roll to hit. 14. 14 exactly hits. Oh, yes. He needed it, guys. Five points of damage. Five points of damage. As this thing is looking continually more and more beat up the longer this goes on. Awesome. It's still flying around the room, still seems very out of it. And the water hits it in the air and like blows off the phantom mask. And you see it's like nursing a black eye from uh, the battle earlier. Wait, I kind of get it now. He is kind of lovable. Say your thundershock. Say you'll stop kidnapping Mikey. Go ahead and roll the hit. 13. I think the music gets to coconut a little bit with that one. And he shoots this thunderbolt up, but it misses the haunter. And we missed the high C. Not ducks out of the way, but just sort of loses some altitude. And the thunderbolt hits the chandelier, which shakes for a second. And some of the crystals fall to the ground. But that'll be your turn as it is then the haunter's turn. See if he's confused still. Sheesh. Once again, bumps into the mantle place and knocks some knickknacks off of it, taking three more points of damage from confusion. Cool. He's no longer confused, but hey, wow, that did for really a solid bad. Second. Did yeah. really bad on all of those I rolls. I missed all of my attacks too, so that was great. <laughs> so chipping away at it. Mm-hmm. It is then Lucas' turn. Uh, water gun. Water gun, go for it. It was a eight. As Haunter dips down and loses altitude, Totodile shoots out this water gun that phases right through it as it seems to be coming in and out of this plane of existence. And the water gun goes right through it and hits the fire in the fireplace, which is unaffected by it. That's horrifying. Okay, I think we're going to Thundershock again. Because okay. I don't think Pichu can really get Sweet Kiss on this guy right now. He's kind of just flying all yeah. around the room. Yeah, that's a 17. 17 hits. Okay, cool. That's a six. Six points of damage? Yes. Six points of damage! This Haunter is looking really, really rough right now, yes, actually. As Coco. the cape is getting a little more battered. I say try for the high C again. Beep. Okay, we're getting closer! <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's a ghost and it's hard to tell, like, how how can you tell when a ghost is in bad shape? <laughs> but it seems as though this Haunter, especially from your battle earlier compounded onto this, is looking pretty battered and bruised. Cool. That brings us to the Haunter's turn, who is no longer confused. Mmm a strategic haunter now. I got a haunter whose eyes are clear, but his conscience isn't clean. After taking this damage from this thundershock, haunter fades away for a moment and the flames in the fireplace get larger and larger as the shadows spread on the walls. You and Luca can see your shadows with your pieces of night armor and coconut and Trico's shadows spreading up against the wall. And from one of the shadows, after it disappears, Haunter emerges and goes to strike out at Coconut with a nightshade (gasps) attack. And when he disappears, I go, everybody, brace yourself! Wow, I'm retiring that d20 for the rest of this session. Yes! That is only a 10 total, so that will miss Coconut. that misses! Getting out of its dizzy state, it's still confused and goes and strikes out at Coconut, but misses with the nightshade attack. That takes us to Lucas' turn. Water gun. Water gun? Yeah. Roll the hit. Sorry, guys. I just know it works right now. That's an 18. 18 hits. Three. As the water gun makes contact, 
the cape is now completely off of it, and you can see this haunter battered and bruised and fading in and out of existence, it seems. Mm-hmm. That is Lucas' turn. You're up. Okay. How close is the haunter to us? It's pretty close since it just came in and used Nightshade. Like, it's in the same general part of the room as you. You can use whatever move you want if that's what you're asking. Like no, I think we're going to Thundershock to push it away from us. Okay, go for it. Just a thought. Like, I'm thinking about the Phantom of the Opera, and it's like, anywhere you'll go, push. <laughs> 16. 16 hits. Yes! Five. Five points of damage. Anywhere you'll be. <laughs> As Coconut lets loose this Thundershock, which knocks the Haunter across the room and, like, hits a bookcase and stumbles around and is, like, flying about the place. And that contact, actually, you see a small crack start to form in the ceiling and it goes toward the chandelier. And eventually the crack goes all the way around where it's connected in the ceiling. And as the Haunter is down here on the bottom level, this chandelier falls and crashes on top of the Haunter as it is KO'd. And you can see it fading out. Pearl plays the Phantom theme one more time in the organ. Pearl runs over. (laughs) Are you going to try to catch it or anything? No, that would be a nightmare situation, and I don't think we need to go through night terrors and night horrors in this episode or for the rest of Pearl's future. Training that would not be healthy for her mental state. The candle? Sure. Sure, little wiki guy. Wiki, wiki, wick. That's what he would have been named. Wiki, wick. That guy was okay. I mean, really just a scrape. Not just, like, ultimate nightmare horror for a 10-year-old. Oh, that's hilarious. So, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I look at Luca, and I say, I'm good. I think Luke is kind of intrigued, and I think he's going to try a disadvantage. While I'm playing the Phantom. I'm good. (laughs) Go for it, man. Luke is going to throw a great ball at it with disadvantage. Let's see what happens. Nice. With disadvantage, brings him only to a 16. And a 16 will not do it as he goes to throw this great ball at it and goes to directly where the Haunter was, but it ends up crashing into the chandelier and breaking as the Haunter also fades out of existence. I walk over to Luca. It's for the best. Yeah, you're right. I was just thinking maybe we could get like a hostage or something. So- something to help us out that knows what's going on around here. Oh, yeah. Huh. I want to make a check and make sure there's nothing else in here. Okay, yeah, go ahead and make a check as the blue and purpley flame in the fireplace starts to die down. Should I add investigation? Yeah, if you're looking to see if there's anything else, like, are you looking for other Pokemon or? Yeah, Pokemon, clues, like anything to help us piece together what's wrong with this house. Yeah, make an investigation check. Okay, it's 13. 13? Mm-hmm. Seems like as far as getting a sense of what's going on in this house, the Haunter was the main thing that was out of place in this room, that it seemed like this was where it was hanging out and doing its thing. Other than that, the sofas and the chairs all seem normal, just dusty, as does the organ. You pick up your battered phantom mask and cape. Put it in, put it in my pocket. Well, you know what they say. Two chandeliers, there's one waiting for you soon. Let's go find the next. Is that a saying? I don't know. I was trying to make it rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Coco. We'll keep working on your range. I think you can get that high C. Yeah, you're getting there. Good job. So you leave the drawing room. Yeah, let's go back into the master room and see if anything has changed. Like, the 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 mood of the room. As you walk into the great hall, the mood is similar. What you do notice, though, as you emerge. What do I notice? What do you get with a Pokemon in a haunted house? 
Ay! Ooh, spooky! So spook! Spooky! As you and Luca make your way back into the Great Hall, you notice a couple things. Okay. One, the door to the drawing room that was locked and that you busted through. As you go to go back, it just swings open without any trouble. Oh, that's messed up. Luca, that's weird. That's messed up. Yeah, I think that thing was keeping the door closed or something like that. Like, is our hole still there? The hole's still there. Oh, okay, cool, cool, but cool. But the door just swings open. That would be horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but as you enter the Great Hall, you notice that the suits of armor, aside from the pieces that you're wearing, are back in place. Pearl oh, doesn't like that. And I kind of shake off the armor. Ew, get it off, get it off, get it off. <laughs> you take it off. But you also notice the biggest change in the room is that against the northern wall, there are no longer two doors against a flat wall. There's still one door a little bit to the left, but in the center of what was that wall is actually a grand staircase leading up. Pearl is frozen, just like I am currently right now. Her eyes blink. Pink, pink, pink. Uh, Luca? Yeah? Has there always been a grand spiral staircase in... And the room, and uh, I just, uh, I didn't see it. No, that was a wall before. Ghosts! Uh, there's ghosts! There's so many ghosts! I'm surrounded by ghosts! I'm wearing phantom armor! Ow! As Luca just, with his jaw dropped, slowly takes off the gauntlets that he was wearing, and the boots, and the helmet. I think at this point, Luca, we kind of got to play the game to get out of here. And by game, I mean... We gotta do the dance, the organ, and now the staircase. Yeah, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Great. All right. First, I want to start to walk up the stairs, but then make sure they're actually real so I don't just plummet to my death. Go ahead and make an investigation check. They're not phantom stairs, are they? (sighs) Okay, that's a nine. They're real stairs. Okay, great. Well, since I know that, I'm walking now. You and Luca... Walk up this grand staircase leading up to the second story of this haunted manor. This is Ellen Weatherford. Do you like animals? Do you enjoy arbitrarily rating things out of 10? Can you tolerate puns? If so, join me and my husband Christian over at Just the Zoo of Us for a weekly review of your favorite animal species. Just the Zoo of Us is available on Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast apps. You can find us at anchor.fm slash just the zoo of us. See you soon. <laughs>